0: Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
1: Our new book, Highs, Lows and Decanios, is now on general sale, just in time for Christmas. Myself, ex and West Ham way writer Sid Lambert relived the madness of being a West Ham fan in the 90s. It was a decade where football changed forever, thanks to the Premier League. But what didn't change was the agony and ecstasy of life at Upton Park. In Highs, Lows and Decanios, we cover everything. The managerial madness of Macari, Bonds and Redknapp, and we also remember the colourful cast of characters who played in Claret and Blue, like Julian Marco Bugas, Florian Radachoyou, and of course the one and only Paolo Di Canio. It's all there in our new book. So if you want some 90s nostalgia this Christmas, go to the forward slash shop and get your copy of Hires, Lows, and Decanio's today. You're listening to the West Way podcast with Dave and X. Oi Oi! Hello and welcome to the West Ham Way Podcast with myself, Dave Walker, and XWH employee. This week, we reflect on England's progression at the World Cup and have a debate on that press conference from Declan Rice. Before getting news from X and answering questions from Patrons of the West Ham Way. England are in the quarter-final of the World Cup after a comfortable win against Senegal. It's getting
2: exciting now, isn't it? Yeah. To be fair, after we did last week's podcast, you asked me what I thought of the World Cup. I was I wasn't completely negative, but I wasn't overly positive either. I said there've been some good games and some average games, or whatever. But actually, those last group deciders and the quarterfinals that have sorry the last sixteen runs that have happened so far have been absolutely brilliant. And this World Cup has been really, really entertaining. Um, so yeah, I wanted to say that before we started. And yeah. I thought England played brilliantly. Yes, obviously the first half hour wasn't great, but you, you, need, you need to soak up pressure from these teams because they're always going to come out and try to attack you and try and give you a game. I mean, it's the it's the World Cup finals. You know, they've got out of their group. They're a decent team. I think they're the African Nations winner uh, this year also, or runner-up. Maybe they're certainly in the final. And, um, you know, they're, they're a tough team. And African teams are always unpredictable. They're always hard to sort of set up against, and I thought we nullified them brilliantly in the first half, and then obviously the class came through in the second half, and um, yeah, sets us up nicely for a, a massive clash with France at the weekend. Mm,
1: and it is massive, isn't it? But we're playing some good football, I think, generally, and yeah. I must say, credit to Gareth Southgate, because he's made some bold, if not controversial, decisions with this squad, but it's paid off, to be fair, so credit where credit's due, and... Um, massive. I don't know, I mean, you know you know, I'm not the biggest fan of international football, but um, But I don't know, there's a part of me that thinks potentially the winner of England-France could go on to win it. I know we've still got Argentina, I know we've still got Brazil, but I'm seeing good stuff from England and France at the moment, more so. And I think I think that's why it's especially massive in the yeah. quarters.
2: It's a huge game. I mean, as you said at, um, at the start of that sentence, I think Southgate has really got to take credit because how many times did you read in the press? Uh, why is he starting with Henderson? Why is yeah. he start? Why is he not starting Rashford? Why is he not playing Foden in that game and not in this one? Why is he not playing you know Saka, etc., etc.? There's been so much. Why is he playing Maguire? There's been so much criticism um, levied at him, and actually all the decisions that he has made have paid off and you know it's um, it's a good a good position that England are in and, and France are obviously a quality team but for- for me, France are not a one man team. That's too, too much of a, like, underplay to some of the other talents that they've got in their squad. But they seriously are carried by, um, Mbappe. And, you know, if you could, if you could do a job on him, I think we've got a really, a really good chance. And as you say, there's still Argentina and Brazil left. And they would be tough for anyone, as will Holland. You know, Holland are looking decent too. Um, mm. <clears throat> but I still think we've got a massive. Chance that, you know Southgate could even you know getting England to the final again or even a semi-final. You know it, this squad should achieve because he's got very very good players. But for years and years and years, England have underachieved. And in tournaments so far, his record is a semi-final, a final. And already a quarter final. So, you, whatever happens, even if we get knocked out against France, you'd have to say he's had a, you know, not the, the, the complete legendary status of a spell, but he's certainly done a good job for England. Yeah,
1: he has done. Yeah, I mean, you look at the black and whites of it, you can't really argue with it, can you? But I do want to go back to the France game in the next round. Can you see us getting past them? Because it sounds like you've spotted some chinks
2: in their armour. So, do you actually fancy us? Um, I wouldn't go as far as to say I fancy us, but I think we've got a chance. I think, I think you know, it's not as like, I've seen people on Twitter say, oh, we're going out next round anyway. I don't think it's as clear cut as that. I would say, I think it could go either way. Uh- I think if we could with Mbappe, then we've got a, a really good chance. I mean, let's be honest, their other player that's banging in all the goals is Giroud. And we know, we know that Giroud's a good player because he scored goals for Arsenal and Chelsea in the Premier League. But when you think of world strikers, is he up there? I mean he's in his what mid-thirties now? I mean I know he's still playing for AC Milan, so clearly he's top France goalscorer. So he's a good player. But when they're they relying on him, you know, some of the I look through them, some of their midfielders, their defenders, and I think, really, are are they better than our players? And I'm I'm not convinced, you know, and I, and I think I think we've got a good chance. I mean, if you was to ask me, I think it's probably gonna go into penalties, and then who knows what will happen then. Hmm. Yeah, and I think one thing that massively works in
1: our favour is when you look at Mbappe and his pace is absolutely frightening, you need someone as close to his pace as possible. And I think we've got that in Carl Walker. I think yeah. he's going to be integral in that game to keeping him quiet. Um, so I, I can't call it It's a tough one, you know, it's going to be a tough game, really tough game. But like I said, I think if we can get past them, I think we've got every chance of seriously winning this competition uh, as, as, as France, if they beat us, I think personally, but time will tell. Um, how would you rate Declan's World Cup so far?
2: Uh, good, uh, as always. Um, I think, you know, the problem with Declan in terms of his coverage of, um, you know, like... Of how he's doing and stuff, because he doesn't do all these like rainbow flicks and forty-yard killer breakthrough passes and stuff. People don't notice what what he's done, but you you only have to look at um, the game yesterday. There, there was they had all right. The first half hour they were attacking, but their their um, abilities um, to, beyond that. They didn't have any attacking threat, really. And that's because Declan breaks it up so well. And he just does the job that he's been instructed. And 100% his job at England is to protect the defence. I know factually that's the instruction that he's been given. Your job is to protect the defence and give the ball off to the um, more attack-minded midfielders. And, and you kind of sit back and just make sure that you clear up any balls that come out of the area and so on but that is what he's been doing and I thought he played really well yesterday I thought he played well against Wales I thought, I thought he's in a very solid tournament now obviously Benningham's going to take the, the press because he's younger um, his game is a bit more all round obviously he's creating chances and stuff and he's taking all the headlines but without the likes of Declan in there Benningham can't play as well as he has and um, I think Declan's had a really really good tournament and obviously if England go on to win it, which is very hypothetical at the moment, but he'd have to be considered for team of the tournament, definitely, in that defensive midfield role. Yeah, I think
1: he's been phenomenal. And again, he just looks so comfortable on a world stage, doesn't he? So composed, always playing with a smile on his face, relaxed, but yet plays with intensity when he needs to. And he's, like you say, he sits in front of that defence, protecting them, superb. And he is the best on the planet in that position. And it's funny, you know, because I think it's been detrimental to West Ham, really, with Declan going forward more, I suppose you could argue, to compensate for... Suchek's performance because if Suchek was performing to a level where Deck didn't have to go forward, then there wouldn't be the issue. I, for one, would be comfortable with not encouraging Deck to go forward and dropping Lucas Paqueta next to him. I've said this a few times now and, and give um, Paqueta license to go forward and have Deck protecting our defence because it's all very well and good. People saying he needs to add more goals to his game, he needs to get forward more, be the more complete player. Well, I think there's an argument to say he doesn't have to be the complete player. He He's already the complete player as a defensive midfielder. And England know how to utilise that. And I think if we get the right player next to him at West Ham, West Ham will. And um, I don't know. I I just think he's he's been brilliant. He's, he's blown me away. And he's so incredibly consistent. And good luck to him. I'd love him to win the World Cup. What a story that would be, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, well, that'd be pretty, because, you know, obviously last time England won the World Cup, there was three West Ham players, and all right, we've reduced our numbers for this World Cup, but it would still be great to have a very key player in the England team that was a West Ham player, and, you know, even aside from that, West Ham has been great for the country, you know, the last few years of COVID, I mean, I know all countries have suffered from that, but... I don't live in all other countries, I live in this country. So from a selfish perspective, um, you know, with what we've been through, all COVID and, you know, the energy, the cost of living, the Ukrainian conflict, all this, it's all very negative in the world. Whereas a a World Cup victory would be um, absolutely sensational. And, you know, it happens in the middle of the season as well. So it would be interesting to see the kind of reaction and the... And the vibe, like some of the other players get, because, I mean, you know, you can't help but be an England fan and and be pleased with how, you know, Foden's playing or Saka's playing and, dare I even say it, Harry Kane. And now I know that's pushing it and I wouldn't really Mm. want to clap him when he's playing for Tottenham, (laughs) but you can't help admire him. I mean, that finish yesterday was just quality, you know, pure power. And I think people are very critical of him. They don't realise how much he brings other players into the game and yes, he hadn't scored for six games prior to that. But he he was adding three assists and stuff. And you don't necessarily need your forward to score all the goals if he's if other people are scoring them. And um, I think I think it's been a really good start as well. Cup of course the argument is we haven't really played anyone that you would fear yet. As such, if you was to be told you're going to be playing Iran, USA, Wales, and Senegal, you would have fancied your chance of winning all of those games. Yeah. The French game is the obvious. I'm stating the obvious here, but the French game is the is the, the real test to see how well we've done now. You know, if we lose that game closely, then it's, it's just one of those things, unfortunately, because I think France are a very good team. However, it's if we get, if they play us off the park, and I don't think they will. I actually do, as I said earlier, I think it'll be very, very close.
1: Hmm. Well, talking of Declan, he divided opinion recently when at an England press conference, he said this in relation to his ambition domestically.
0: I feel like I really want to, you know, keep pushing. Like you said, I see my friends here who are playing Champions League, winning the big trophies. You know, you only get one career. Um, And at the end of your career, you want to look back and by what you've won and the the biggest games you've played in. And, you know, I'm really ambitious and, you know, I really want to do that.
1: Now, this caused quite a stir, but from what I saw... A genuine split in relation to those for and against what he said. Give us your thoughts on those comments,
2: X. Well, I've already given mine quite publicly on Twitter, which has actually been liked by Declan Rice. Um, So you can tell how he feels with the with with the situation now. As I've stated before on this podcast, I do know Declan and his family quite well. So you know, I always have to put that statement in that there is an element of bias, and I can understand an extent why some people got annoyed because it perhaps could have been worded differently but ultimately i think he's just said exactly what he's already said before he's not said anything different you watch the interview he did with gary neville I can't remember what it was now, maybe six months ago, where they went back to where he grew up and they talked about his ambitions. He said the exact same thing. Now, the reporter, annoyingly, as journalists always try to do, has tried to get a story here and has asked, you know, didn't say, do you want to leave West Ham? You know, that wasn't the question. The question was, do you want to play Champions League football? And I think that's important to distinguish the difference because, yes, Obviously, it's very, very, very unlikely that West Ham will ever get Champions League football, certainly this season, whilst we're in a relegation battle. But he didn't say, yeah, I want to leave West Ham. I want to to get out of there as soon as possible. He said, like all top footballers would do, yes, I want to play Champions League football. That is my ultimate ambition. i see my teammates play it. I'd love to play it. And he said that, and it doesn't mean that it's going to affect his performance as a West Ham player. Now, we all know he's probably going to go in the summer. We all know that. It's not like he's suddenly uh, dropped a bombshell that he wants out. We all know he hasn't signed a contract for the last year. Um, So it's nothing new to me. And I think the reaction was over the top. And if West Ham had been near the top of the table, let's just say we're sitting in fifth like we were last year or we were. I don't think people would have made such a fuss. It's just because we're fighting renegation. And yeah, ideally, it wouldn't have been discussed and ideally it's not the greatest timing of it but in the grand scheme of things it's really not as bad as everyone made out. Well, not everyone, a percentage made out. I, I do think
1: you make some good points there and some of it I think is is viable and it's acceptable. When I first saw it I was pissed off, I'll be honest. And then I took a bit of a breath and then I wasn't I wasn't furious about it but I'll be honest X, after giving it some thought I'm still really not happy about it and let me explain why right I understand what he said because what he said was understandable right but in my opinion it's not acceptable because he's our captain and that comes with responsibility so we're halfway through the season and the chips are down we're 16th a point away from the relegation zone we've just been knocked out of the League Cup third round as the captain the players around him are looking for leadership commitment desire enthusiasm Instead, they're seeing their captain basically alluding to the fact that
2: he wants to leave the club. I thought the timing was terrible, mate. Yeah, but the timing's not something that he's orchestrating. The timings came because that was when the question was asked in the press conference. You know, he, he, and Why couldn't he have answered it differently? He could have maybe with hindsight, but what you've got to bear in mind is you don't know what questions are coming in these interviews. You know, you don't get a script beforehand of what you're going to be asked or not. You're just asked on the spot because journalists want to try and catch you out. The question was, do you want to play Champions League football? And the answer was an answer that he's given many times before. And yes, I do. If he turned around and said, um, no, I'm not that bothered about it really. We'd all be like, well, what, what sort of ambitions is that showing? And yes, he probably could have said, he could have said something like, I'm not um, concentrating on that, now concentrating on England, or I'm, or obviously I, I'm West Ham captain and I'd love to play in it with West Ham. Yes, that would be the ultimate answer for a, a West Ham fan, I guess, in this situation but the bottom line is he was asked do you want to play Champions League football and well, he said yes any player in that England squad wants to play Champions League football and most are you know it's only the likes of maybe what Deck and Pickford Connor Cody and I can't remember Callum Wilson and Callum Wilson looks like he probably will do sooner or later Madison maybe but there's not many and all of those players aside from Pickford don't start for England so it was a question that was asked of him and he answered truthfully. The amount of times West Ham fans over the years have spoke um, complimentary about how well he speaks in, in press conferences and how honest he is and how he's not, you know, the media giving the media answer that all footballers seem to give. He speaks from the heart and he spoke from the heart. And if he turned around and said to me, said in that, sorry, I don't, I don't. I'm not that bored about Champions League football. We'd all be like, "What?" And yes, the timing's not great, but it's not like he orchestrated that question. He was asked that question. And if West Ham fans don't know that Declan Rice wants to play Champions League football or has the ability to play Champions League football, then they've got their head buried in the sand. I just thought it was stating the very obvious thing, personally. Well, I, I,
1: he was definitely stating the obvious, but he's stating the obvious at a time when he's consistently refused to sign contracts for West Ham, which is his prerogative. Look, I mean, yeah, he's, he's contractually obliged to play for West Ham until that's run out, unless he's sold. And if he wants to leave, he, he can leave. You know, so I don't want to make it sound like he, he, we own him for the rest of his life. If he wants to leave, he can leave, but he will be leaving because he refuses to sign a contract. So we know that when he's talking about Champions League, and he, in my opinion, answered it over enthusiastically, he he's talking about playing Champions League for another football club and and I and I refuse to accept that you know he 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 absolutely has no idea that that kind of question would come up because he's the 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 hot prospect. He's the hot topic. He's the one that everyone is linking a move away with. He's the next big move. He's the next 100 million, 150 million pound player. So he is constantly going to be at the source of speculation, which would include an opportunity for a journo who he will also know are tricky and and do play underhand to ask him, a question like that so the fact that he's absolutely categorically not prepared for a question like that I'm not too sure I accept and I think it would have been very easy for him to say as you've just said yourself what you know what player wouldn't want to play in the Champions League but for now I'm just purely focused on the World Cup very very easy and I just think the timing of it is pretty piss poor you say that there wouldn't be the fuss if we were sitting fifth I don't think there would have been as much of a fuss because now we're talking about doom and gloom Of being a point away from the relegation zone But I think there still would have been a fuss If we were fifth Because 15 games into a season That at the moment is going very successfully So have your captain then come out With a comment like that Which alludes to the fact He doesn't want to play for West Ham anymore Could derail a season
2: He said it last year When we were doing well and He said the exact same thing When we were doing well and it didn't derail a season And no one spoke about it Well you say it didn't derail a season
1: Has it had an impact on this season?
2: I mean that's all hypothetical. You can't prove that or not, but ultimately what I'm saying is he said the same thing last year and no one was bothered by it. No one no one reacted like this. He said it he said it at least two or three times before. I've said it on the podcast numerous times, and that's what he's ambitious are. I've tweeted it, you know, other iTKs or journalists or whatever you wanna wherever you listen to have him have said it it's it's nothing that hasn't been said before he's just said it again and you know ideally as West Ham fans we you know we wouldn't want to hear it but if you're realistic he's said it again he's said something he said before yes maybe it's not ideal but the outcry of some fans was way over the top scrap his arm take the armband off him stick him in the reserves don't play him again guy's a wanker he's let the club down he's never going to be accepted to get in my eyes it was just a way over the top reaction to something that said before yes an ideal world it probably shouldn't have been said at that time but it was said and it's not the end of the world in the grand scheme of things in my my eyes you know he is factually correct it's something he said before um and it's not anything West Ham didn't know and so you know it, it, uh, it yes it's not ideal but it's not the end of the world, right? Some West Ham fans, I mean, some of the things people were saying, as always, and I know Twitter's not the best place to gain your rea- like natural reactions to, but I really felt it was well over the top.
1: Yeah, and no, I did see some reactions that were very near the bone and, um, you know, I, I, I didn't agree with a lot of what I read, don't get me wrong. But generally speaking, X, generally speaking, and of course, you know that I'm alluding to the fact that Declan Rice is the captain of West Ham, but generally speaking, do you think it, it's a good decision to have a player that wants to leave the club as your captain?
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms
2: apply. See mcdonalds.com. That's a fair question. And, and you know, yeah, you can argue both sides. It's not obviously ideal, ideal situation. is someone like Mark Noble, who absolutely loves the club and is it going to move on. And is completely committed to all things. West Ham and, you know. And was a fan from birth, etc., etc. We've all, we've had the ideal captain for however long that we did when he took over the our band from Kevin Nolan. So that, unfortunately, is the bar for a captain. And I think you're never going to be able to achieve that level of of um captain again because you're never going to be able to get you're never going to get players that are that loyal or that stay to you from the academy all the way to retirement. So it was a tough shoes to fill for for Declan anyway in that respect. But the from what I know, the players absolutely love Declan. They still completely respect him. They st- still think he should be captain. Um, he's still, in my eyes, should be captain. I don't think his performances will drop at all. If anything, they'll be even better when he comes back for the World Cup because he'll you know, have that platform, hopefully, of success. And then if he's going to move in the summer, then he's also going to be trying to convince you know, these clubs, if you put it from a, a non-West Ham perspective, he's trying to convince these clubs to buy him in the summer for a large sum of money. So I think it won't affect his performances. If you take the captain off bat, arm off him, you know, your contenders and what, Cresswell, who people were slaughtering last season and also people slaughtered when he said that he could play for any club they wanted to a couple of years ago because we discussed that on this podcast, how Ron Cresswell Press those comments were about Rice. What Ogbonna? He doesn't. St- you know, Gwen Zuma, there's no natural, obvious person to take the captain's armband. I don't think what he said is enough to take the armband off him. You know, when you look at in the past, when we had the likes of Rio and Lampard and Joe Carl and Carrick, etc., etc., we all knew that they were likely to leave at some point, and they did. You know, they still performed for West Ham. And yes, ultimately, if you to pick your ultimate captain, it's probably not ideal to have a captain that's basically expressed that he wants to move on at some point i accept that but i don't think a it will affect his ability as captain whilst he's at the club and i don't think it will affect the opinions of players or management whilst he's at the club the only people whose opinions they may affect are the reactionary um, fans. but on the whole i don't think it it's not ideal, I accept, I do, I do see the question's point, but I don't think it's enough to take the armen off him.
1: Well, I've plucked a few tweets that I want your opinion on, okay? So two of these are for your argument and two are against, and I want your opinion on all of them, right? Okay. Let's start with one from Dan Silva from The Telegraph. Now, this was an interesting one because um, this has actually come up in a conversation of ours relatively recently around the captaincy uh, of Declan Rice so we have had the discussion and I remember us both saying that he's the ultimate professional he's a world class player um, the players love him but the question I think that I put to you at the time was does he have the maturity does he carry that aura of respect that a captain should carry now he's very young deck as well don't forget but when you look at the, the level of respect that Mark Noble would carry and the level of maturity he would have How does that compare? And I'm not asking that question now. I'm just saying this is what led me to basically go to Dan Silver's tweet, uh, which a lot of people thought was was quite damning. But he said, Declan Rice has absolutely everything apart from maturity. We saw it when he abused a ref in Frankfurt, when he drank from the cup front on a pitch in Hungary, uh, when he balls out teammates instead of lifting them. And now in the timing of this uh, pronouncement, shame. What right,
2: are your thoughts well, on that? well, first of all, Dad Silver doesn't like me, and uh, is oh, really? he, yeah. And, <laughs> Sorry, and man, I didn't realise that. No, yeah. And, so and he he often slags me off as well, and um, is all, Yeah, and it well, did in the past. I don't know if he's done it recently. We certainly did in the past. He don't follow me or anything, and um I think he's very negative anyway. So right. that's the context of the situation. But I'm going to take every one of those examples, and I, I'm putting out there that I am. A bit biased towards Declan. However, I can argue against all four of them. Tell me the the again do each one, the, the individual points that he said about the criticism. But, uh, yeah, the, and for the record,
1: I'm not saying I agree with no. what Dan's saying here, but I, I wanna I want it for the sake of the conversation, the okay.
2: Those like, no, the frame the bottle and all that stuff, tell me them individually because I can't remember them all. It won't go. Okay, so when he abused the ref in Frankfurt. Right, so every captain abuses refs look at the Manchester United team in the 90s look at the Arsenal team that documentary on Tony Adams when they mic'd up Tony Adams when uh, and David Ellery I'm not saying it's right but it was when you're been knocked out or you've lost in circumstances that are controversial every captain has a go at the ref and if anything the, there was criticisms towards Declan that he was too nice that he was too nice for um, and he didn't you know try and get intimidate the rest or try and stand up for the club and stuff, every captain that you see, with the very few exceptions, if they get annoyed, uh, they, they take out the ref. The only thing there was that some Muppet was standing in the bloody underground bit or whatever it's called, concourse, Phil McDeckland, I bet you that happens every single week and you'd want that to happen. You'd yeah. want your captain to be challenging things so it shows don't agree. He with, that's what it, yeah, that's exactly. what it showed me, it's it passion. showed
1: that you cared. Yeah, of yeah, course.
2: Yeah, so don't, don't agree at that point at all. The
1: second one, yeah, uh, when well, he drank from the cup thrown on a pitch in Hungary
2: that's fucking nothing mate that was a joke a joke to sort of show you're throwing all these bottles and stuff at us it's a, it, you know it was a joke you know it was It's not. it doesn't bring his captaincy into question and again other well, maturity don't...
1: apparently is what's in question not captaincy maturity yeah, that's I'll... what Ben's saying
2: I know, I know, but other other things have done that. Other players have done that. More experienced players have done similar things and people have laughed about it. You know, you can, again, you can say it showed confidence and it was good leadership because it showed the players that these people throwing stuff on and trying to intimidate are just Mickey Mouse. It's nothing to worry about. So you can say that, that, that you can argue that that was good leadership to show that it's just stupid behaviour of fans. Look, yes. drinking a bottle that's like thrown on the pitch is not going to suddenly make the other players look at him and think, oh dear, our captain shouldn't really be doing that. I'm not sure I respect him that much anymore, is it?
1: Yeah, yeah. and then um, when he balls out teammates instead of lifting them,
2: Again, again. I'm not saying it's necessarily the right strategy, but again, look at Roy Keane as a captain, often considered the most, the greatest captain in the Premier League era. Say when you look at Patrick Vieira, when you look at captains now. You know the captains are very vocal and give players stick. You know, Julian used to do it when he was captain. He would have a go at people, as would Alvin Martin. I can remember, you know, as as with Mark Noble. i the amount of times I've been on the, you know, where I sit is on the halfway line. The amount of times I've seen Mark Noble have a go at people. You know, I remember having a massive go at Nautovic, having a go at Antonio if they're not playing their game. And what can does is that he does do that, but he also tells people they're doing well. You speak to anyone like Connor Coventry or uh, Ashby or the forward... Um, divine um, bum, 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 you know you, you see their comments um, every time that they say like Declan will put something like well done lad you're great buzzing for you uh, and something like that look at their comments towards each other on Instagram the amount of times players especially the young ones comment and say uh, well, you know, well done my man and stuff like that they always say exactly what they say about Noble he, um, that he uh, you know is respected by all so Again, you say he bows out players, he bows out, well, not you are not, he is, Dan, he bows out players. What about all the times he picks them up and praises them and stuff and says in the press conference how good they are and that? Mm. Uh, Rob Pritchard, a
1: content editor for West Ham, said this. Deck has said virtually exactly the same thing before about being ambitious. Football being a short career and wanting to win trophies. If we'd have gone into the World Cup in the top six, his words would be interpreted differently. Let's not make this something it's not.
2: Yeah, but I'm assuming you
1: you would you agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I I I do I do disagree that there wouldn't be some fuss if we were in the top six but I think he's yeah. made even worse the fact that he's saying what he said when we were on our arse at the moment and this is our club captain but I've already I've already made that point I uh, have um, a thing to
2: say with Rob 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 is the programme and is the an employee yeah. for West Ham so yeah. whilst whilst to be balanced whilst I agree with his opinion he's unlikely to say anything different as no. um, the programme and it's for West Ham and I do agree he's right but you know a club official offering an opinion is always going to be in favour of the player no matter what the circumstance.
1: Yeah, very true. Well, this is from our very own Brawley Darbin. And he said, Are people actually mad at Dick for this? We as fans beg for honest answers from players and roll our eyes at the sterile media-trained answers. All he said is that he wants to win trophies and he's jealous of England teammates playing in the Champions League. What's wrong with that? Um... For me, what's wrong with that is... Firstly, I totally agree. I think post-match interviews, pre-match interviews with these media-trained players that just talk like robots are so unbelievably boring. I want the Gazers of this world back during interviews and the Jimmy Bullards, you know? That's what's entertaining. However, for me, X, I also want players to express their personalities not their ambition to leave their current club so that's my issue with it and that's what I would say to Brawley's tweet but obviously that would be one that you would agree with personally wouldn't it
2: well uh, anything the B-dog says is gospel mate so can um, <laughs> <Brawley's mother. laughs> fucking darling. exactly so he could have said anything he wanted it would have been correct but uh, um, <laughs> so when, when, when Jesus speaks to disciples listen um, but no I, um, I, I I agree with him but as like you know listen I'm not I'm not if I if I had the chance if I was sitting here as I don't know that could can... media advisor, or I was in control of that Sky interview from a West Ham perspective. I'm not saying I might have edited the question or or perhaps got him to rephrase it or take it out a little bit. Maybe. It's not, uh, it's not, as I said, it's not ideal. In an ideal world, that wouldn't have came up. But uh, but as Brawling said, you want honesty in your opinions. It's an honest answer that has been said before. And he didn't say, I want to leave West Ham. If he said that, then there's no way you can defend it. I know, I know it's like kind of obvious that that was kind of what he was implying, but he didn't spell it out like that. He didn't say, I want to leave West Ham in the summer because we're not going to win things here. If he'd said that, then I'd have been like, well, that's fucking ridiculous. That's terrible. Of course I would. But he answered the question as the question was, and that was, do you want to play Champions League football? And, and, And obviously a player of his standard would want to play. And that's the bottom line. All this questioning whether he's mature enough and all that stuff over one honest answer. If anything, it might show more maturity because it shows that he's prepared to speak the truth. He's prepared to be accountable for his words and be accountable for, for like what he says in these press conferences, which is maturity. You know, when you're, when you're immature, you lie about things and you make things up and then you, then it all falls apart and comes back on you because you can't live up to the lie. Whereas he's been truthful, been honest and, and that's what it is. There's nothing we didn't know. And if he goes in the summer, we, you can't be surprised. And, it, and if he goes in the summer, then that is understandable.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, Declan is a very, very, very likable person, first and foremost. His likability is is massive, and uh, he's very, very popular, which is why it wouldn't surprise me if at some point he takes the armband from Harry Kane. Um, and he's very honest, and people like honesty in people, and he's very passionate. I get all of that, and those are qualities that he should hold on to because they stand you in good stead. However, as a West Ham fan, X, are, are you genuinely saying that when he alluded to the fact that he wants to move on to bigger and better things whilst being contracted to West Ham on the overlap? Saying what he said in that press conference, um, being seen laughing and joking with his best mate after we just lost to Chelsea. Collectively, all of these things, you're you're comfortable with that as a West Ham fan, are you? <laughs> I mean, how close to the line is he becoming to disrespecting West Ham? And um, where do you draw that line? Where, where does that line get crossed?
2: It's a good question. And, it is, and you're right. right? The, 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 at the is moment... He's I Captain know, I know. And at the moment, I don't believe he has crossed the line. I do believe that, obviously, if he if he doesn't go in the summer and he's made it very clear he wants to go in the summer and he doesn't go, let's just say for whatever reason, you know, move doesn't happen or whatever, and he's made it very clear in the summer he wants to go, then I think you'd have to... You'd have to address the captaincy issue um, then, but at the moment, I don't think he has he has done that at the moment. I think of course of course it is an ideal, but I don't think he has gone beyond that Um, line at the moment. And as I say, like what Broadly said, and I've said it a number of times now already, it was just an honest answer to a question that has been Terms it differently. the 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 Sky editor knew what they were doing by not releasing the question. That's why it caused yeah. that much reaction. Yeah. Because they didn't release the question. If they, they they knew exactly what they were doing. If they'd released the question that said, you know, at some point in your career or however it was worded, you would you like to play Champions League football? If it was released like that, it would have never have got that reaction. But it was released as just the answer. So then people jumped on it and reacted massively. A lot of the time people find it hard to retract their initial opinions. It's just a human human trait that often people won't back on what they've said, so they've already nailed their colours to the mast and said, Oh, it's awful, blah 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 blah. Then when I you know, I and others looked into what the actual question was and it proves that it was you know, the, the, what I said it is, as in the Champions League one, people, it it, it gives it a lot different, a lot different a feel to it. It really does, honestly. If, if that's the case said, then, why has Declan
1: not come out and said that on social media to put things into context?
2: He's like, I mean, I'm not saying this is the way to do it, but he's liked both the West Ham way and my tweet. You go onto on his Twitter profile now and he can see he's liked that and articles have been written on it. I guess the problem is with Declan, he is, which... Ideally, would have been the answer. He is away with England at the moment. Um, yeah. that, that is what his focus is. He shouldn't be thinking about West Ham right now. And uh, no, and so none of the players should be thinking about their club sides because whilst they're away with their national side, trying to win a World Cup, you don't want them thinking about what their future holds. And that applies to every single player. Um but um uh, what was I saying yeah so he so if he'd come out and then said oh this i didn't mean it like this all this speculation has been misinterpreted blah 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 and i think he was tempted don't get me wrong from what i know i think he was very close to saying something but he needs to he doesn't want to be seen as talking about moving away movie. he should be focusing on england and also whatever he says is going to backfire on him, isn't it? Because if he turns around and says, look, I didn't mean I wanted to leave West Ham to get Champions League, blah, 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 blah. And then he leaves in the summer. People will say, well, we're at the World Cup. You said he didn't want to leave West Ham. So whatever he says, something is going to be used against him. But... I think I think it just wasn't the right thing for him to do to come out and try clarify by liking my tweets and liking and liking the West Ham way tweets. In my opinion, he's he's shown that he agrees with what I'm saying. That he's not said that he wants to leave and stuff. He's just he wants to play Champions League and that's enough. You know, we move on now. He's playing for England. Let's go and win the World Cup. And then when he comes back to West Ham in, for the Boxing Day game, we judge how his mindset is. But I think his mind set has always been he's at West Ham for this season and it wasn't a problem at the start of the season when he said that it wasn't a start of the, it wasn't a problem a week ago when he when he said that uh, well you know when he was our club captain these comments in my opinion don't change things enough for us just to not get him back and get him uh, playing as he will do and I'm sure his performances will it will be even better after the World Cup If they're not, if they're like Trevor Sinclair, for example, when he went to the World Cup with England and the performance massively dip, you're going to have to think about doing something. But I don't think that'll be the case. Whilst he's still at West Ham, Declan will be dedicated to playing for West Ham and will give 100% effort and play as our best player, as he has done the whole time he's there. Um, and, um, And it won't change. And yes, he might move in in the summer, but that won't affect his ability to captain and play for us at this point. Mm, mm,
1: Interesting. Well, finally, Stuart Kipling, a patron of ours, made his feelings very clear and said, badge kissing, cross-armed, so-called captain of our club. Uh, Hope we get rid for the best possible fee in January now. Don't do us any favours by staying until the end of the season, Deck. Thanks for your efforts over the years, though. What do you make of that one?
2: Well, I think it's an extreme reaction, but there is a, a point to that that I do agree with. I do think Declan, whilst he's not signing a new contract and he has made it clear... He would like to move on in the summer. Should stop the badge kissing and the crossed irons and stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. because I do think that's a little bit like hypocritical. You know, you're showing the fans I love this club, which he does. He does love the club. He does, but then kissing the badge every time you score a goal is almost like. Provocative in a way when fans know you're not signing a new contract. I don't. So, I, t- so to an extent, I agree with that part. But again, selling him in January and all of that stuff i things, just a, in my opinion, just a, a massive overreaction.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do agree, and I do agree with with sections of what you've said as well. But I mean, look, the bottom line is, we all know he's going because he is better than West Ham as it stands but he's not bigger than West Ham but it's obvious that he is going in my opinion and that is his prerogative but I don't think it's too much to ask from a fan's perspective to do it in the right way at the right time like don't use the media as a shop window use the football pitch and don't do it halfway through a season when your club needs its captain go about your move privately and discreetly like most players do and be respectful to the club and the fans and you'll leave a hero and I just I just don't think that's too much to ask it and I think a lot yeah. of player a lot of people would disagree with it, and a lot of people would agree with it because it does seem to have split the fan base in terms of the reaction to what he said. But it's also, I think, on the back of other things that could potentially be deemed as a little bit disrespectful. And I just think Deck is such a fantastic person. I would hate to think of him leaving West Ham on bad terms because of
2: certain decisions he's made. If that yeah, makes me you. too oh, me too. 100% I totally agree with you and I, and you know if I was to advise him like if I was to sit down with him and have an advice as a West Ham fan and say to this is what you need to do it would be don't talk about the future anymore you've said it you've said you want to play Champions League football everyone knows that you don't need to say it again so that's it. You don't have to say it anymore. Uh, it would be maybe stop kissing the badge when you when you've got um when you're not signing a new contract. I would advise him on those things. So I definitely definitely see your point. Definitely. Um. But as as I said, it, 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 you look back at previous captains, right? Like you know, <clears throat> I'm sure. I'm sure. and I might have to go back and check, but I'm sure even Bobby Moore at one point almost joined Spurs. I'm sure that when we heard that from an interview around
1: uh, telling everyone about it, was he, and using the, the media as a shop window at every opportunity. But
2: he, he, A, there wasn't the media around in those days to do it as such as there is well, now. There newspapers, weren't there? Yeah, but, like, it wasn't like it is now. But second of all, you, you don't know whether he was or not. I can't remember. I don't know if he was or not. I'm sure he probably wasn't, but... Uh, our, our like you know our players that have been captains before have have always um, been linked with bigger clubs because unfortunately we are aren't as big as those players um, and I'm not saying what he's done as I say is ideal but I think people have really taken it out of context at the moment I think you look at you look at the reactions David Moyes and yes people will still believe that they're completely right but. <coughs> People wanted him sacked immediately. Um, like the minute we started to go on a bit of a, poor, a bad run, let's sack him. People wanted Southgate out, let's sack him. You know, and again, it's too early to completely decide whether Southgate should go because the real test is France. But people wanted him out ages ago. Um, Now people want decked and stripped of his captaincy and sold in January. You know, if we had an abundance of players like Declan Rice and you could say, you could make an example of someone like that, but but we don't, he is by far our best player by far. Oh, it's not even comparable. And yes, what he said is not perfect for West Ham, but it isn't awful. And he will still come back and he will still be a hundred percent committed to West Ham until the day he leaves the club.
1: Mm, Interesting conversation, right? It's that time again.